Welcome to the Vine Life Podcast. We're a church in Manchester who love Jesus, each other, and our city. Catch up on this week's message and more. So I'm just going to pray for Judith. Um, so feel free to stretch out a hand where you are. Um, and then, yeah, Father God, I thank you for Judith. I thank you for the gift that she is to our church family. And God, I thank you for everything that you have been depositing in her um, to share with us this morning. I thank you for her heart of encouragement, her heart of love, um, and her heart to just bring uh, what you want us to hear this morning. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would fill her and that you would just be in her words as she shares Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be with you and to see your faces. It's really nice to just spend some time with you, just to to share some of the things that, um, that God's been speaking to me a lot throughout my life. And this is a, um, a big thing for me, is being able to be those that, and to encourage those and provoke those to, to share the gospel, because that's why we're here, isn't it? To share the gospel. The fact that we have woken up again this morning is because God is sending us into this world for a reason, for a purpose. And so it is my privilege to get to share something that is quite dear to my heart with you guys today. Thank you for having me. And um, just um, a little bit more about myself. Um, I have three adult children now. And um, so, um, which is lovely, not having little ones running around, but I do miss that as well. I'm looking forward to having grandchildren. So I'm like, when are you going to get married? When are you going to have kids? I'm that annoying parent that's like, when are you going to have babies? <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and so um, the, in King's Church, they do send their greetings to you, and Richard sends his greetings as well. Um, we love you guys, and we love partnering with you in this city to reach the people um, for Jesus. So um, I wanted to start by telling you um, a story. Um, this is something that happened um, a little, little while back. Um, it was when um, I was spending some time with this young woman who she didn't know Jesus. She, you know, she was someone who that I got to know, and um, and I discovered that she was really struggling. Um, she'd come up in some financial difficulties. So, so I thought, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll go around. I'll take some shopping, and I'll see how she is, and and I'll just like just like just spend a bit of time with her. So I took some shopping round, I knocked on the door. And when I knocked on the door, um, you know that f when you knock on someone's door and like dogs are like jumping up at the door and barking and you're thinking, oh my goodness, what's going on here? So I stood at the door and there was this dog making a whole load of racket, jumping up at this door. And so I was like, just stood there waiting with all my bags of shopping, um, ready to give it to, to the young woman. And um, when the door opened, it was somebody else. It wasn't the person that I was expecting. And um, so I was a bit kind of taken back. And I was like, oh, um, is Rachel not here? And she said, oh, no, she's not here. So I said, oh, well, can I leave you the shopping? Tell her it's Judith that's brought some shopping just to say hi. And I'm thinking of her and, and all the rest of it. And she was like, OK. And so I said, bye. I got in my car. 
And as soon as I got in my car, I had this like niggling feeling from the Holy Spirit to, to go back and speak to the woman. Um, I had this like word saying, um, she needs to know that there is hope. You need to go and tell her about hope. Um, and the thing was, I just got in the car and I was thinking, oh, well, no. So I started driving off. You're not feeling when you're like, oh, no, it's, you know, I just start trying. But I was driving away, and I got a feeling again. I was like, you need to go back and tell that woman that there is hope. So I was like, oh, God, I've driven away now. Doesn't it feel weird to go back now and after all this time? And, and the further I was driving away, the more and more I was feeling this feeling of, is it too late? It's too late. It's just I should have done it sooner. I should have done it sooner. And then all of a sudden I thought, no, I'm going to do it now. So I turned the car around, went back to her house, and I knocked on the door. And again, dog was jumping up at the door, barking and banging on the door and and all that, and, and eventually she opened the door, and I said, oh, hi. Um, I said to her, this now might sound really strange, but I'm a Christian, and, um, and I believe that God speaks to, Christians believe, believe that God speaks to us, and, and I believe God spoke to me and told me that I need to tell you that, um, that there is hope. Now, don't worry if this sounds weird and if it doesn't mean anything to you, don't worry, it's fine. But I just felt like I needed to tell you that. And she said to me, come inside. So she invited me in and we sat down and she burst into tears. And, um, and so we, we started talking and she, it, it turns out that she was deaf, completely deaf. I had no idea because she was very good at lip reading. And she said to me that she, she struggles to sleep at night. So normally she wouldn't be, she, she wouldn't have heard the door. She wouldn't have see, known that I'd rang the doorbell because she's completely deaf. She didn't hear it, but she, and she wouldn't have been up normally at that time because she struggles to sleep. And it just so happens that when I rang the doorbell, she was walking down the stairs and she saw the dog jumping up at the door. And that made her think, oh, there's somebody at the door. And so she opened the door and I opened and I gave her the shopping. And then the same thing happened again that when after she'd put the shopping away, she went to go back upstairs and she saw the dog jumping up at the door. And she thought, oh, someone at the door again. So I opened the door and there I was. And um, and and then when I said to her, Oh, there is hope, this some it kind of rang too true to her, because she said to me that just that, that, um, that when she woke up this morning, that she felt like she felt really hopeless. She'd found herself in a situation where she was at her daughter's house. Um, she was homeless the night before because she'd been thrown out. She wasn't able, she's struggling to find a job because of her hearing. No one would give her a job. And so she found herself at her daughter's house and she felt completely hopeless. And she said, I'm not a Christian. Um, I never go to church. I don't have any kind of religious background or anything. But I just woke up this morning and I just said to God, God, I need hope. And I just said, God, I'm just so thankful that you made me turn that car around and go back to her. So I was able then to share the gospel with her. It was so easy. It's like, one, it's like a dream. It's like a gift given to me where I was able to tell her about the love of God and the hope that we can have in Jesus. And in that moment, she gave her life to Jesus. And she said, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. And she did start coming to church. 
and her life was turned around and she she eventually she um she did manage to get a job and her own place and things like that um but the the amazing thing is that even if none of that even if she she never managed to get that job or never managed to get the house that she you know where she could have her own independence again even if she never got that she discovered something of Jesus Christ she got her new her fresh hope in Jesus and she knew that now she can be with him and that he was with her and will never leave her so this is a really powerful story of of someone receiving the gospel message and you know like um, so often we can do really nice things. I took this shopping round and acts of kindness do mean a lot to us. I know when people are really kind to me out of just some random kindness, it actually means so much with, to me and it sticks with me. And there's something about kindness that sticks with us. But there's nothing like discovering Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour that will stick with you for all of eternity. And that's what we hope to do when we do acts of kindness and good things towards people. We're hoping that it's going to open the way to the gospel. I want to start um, um, by reading from a passage from 1 Peter. So if you've got your Bibles, you can turn to 1 Peter chapter 3. Okay, verse 8. Finally, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing because to this you are called so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech they must turn from evil and do good they must seek peace and pursue it for the eyes of the lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer but the face of the lord is against those who do evil who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good but even if you should suffer for what is right you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. For it is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. So in this passage in 1 Peter 3, it talks about how we as followers should conduct ourselves, displaying love and compassion and unity and, and um and even in the face of adversity, how we should be with one another. Even when we're treated badly, we shouldn't be treating other people badly. Even if we're insulted, we, we don't insult back. And, and so there is this, this calling of God for each and every one of us to live to this high calling with compassion and, and love and humility. And it's when we live like this, 
that we reflect something of Christ Jesus. We're revealing who Jesus is. It can feel like God's mission for the whole world, to reach the whole world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, is an impossible task. But Jesus puts his spirit in each and every one of us, the Holy Spirit, so that it's possible that as we live our lives in the way that it's talking about here in Peter, as we live our lives different to how else the whole world would live their, their lives, then we're revealing something of Christ. We're displaying something of the kingdom of God. We're displaying who Jesus is. Our mission to reveal Christ is made possible because of the power of the Holy Spirit living in us. I'm not saying that it's easy. It really is not easy. It wasn't easy for me to, to, to turn that car around at that point and I just felt silly, I felt stupid, I felt like an idiot, thinking, oh my goodness, they're gonna think I'm so stupid doing this. But I turned the car around. There's times when I've done, I have spoken to people about, um, about Jesus and, and, ju- and it's completely flat and it's not worked out. Um, um, sometimes I'm trying to do things for, you know, God's challenged me about the way I'm living and I don't always find it easy to live right sometimes I make mistakes I make wrong judgments and so living this life the way that God is calling us to live is not easy and that is why we need the power of the Holy Spirit that is why we need the power of the Holy Spirit because it's with the power of the Holy Spirit that being on mission in Christ Jesus we're displaying his glory his name his purpose is made possible So when people experience Christ's love, compassion, humility, and unity through us, they are experiencing the good news of the kingdom of God. They are experiencing the goodness and faithfulness of God. You know, this morning I was just so encouraged, just just even just being here in the presence of God, just worshipping God and just being encouraged by some of the words that were coming about how faithful God is, how much he's with us, how he wants to be with us, how he, he sees the struggles that we're going through. He sees the things that, that we're finding difficult and yet he comes and meets with us this morning and he t- says to us, I'm with you. I love you and we get this amazing privilege and opportunity every single week to come with the believers of Jesus Christ to encourage one another and build each other up this is such a privilege and not only that we get we can do this countless of times during the week where we encounter Jesus and know that he is with us oh for the world to experience that people that we know, our families and our friends, people who are struggling, people who don't know who Jesus is. And we are on this mission to say to people, you too can know this. You too can know this Jesus who came and gave his life for you. By us living our lives in right relationship with God. Making choices that are not always easy to make, but living like Christ is not always the popular thing, the easy choice. But people notice and they ask questions. They ask us 
about it because it's displaying something of Christ that they don't understand. Why is it that you are living like this? Why is it that you are making these kind of choices? In these difficulties and circumstances, you're there, you're lying in a hospital, you've been told you've got cancer, and yet you're declaring the goodness of God. What is that about? Because I know Jesus is my personal saviour. I know that Jesus is with me. I've got an eternal hope that when, if nothing goes right for me right now, I know that Jesus loves me and I'm going to be with him for all of eternity. What an amazing testimony. Thanks, Andy. That was an amazing testimony. I was so encouraged by that. And it's what an amazing testimony as well that he can share about how much his family of believers were there right there with him. What an amazing testimony that you as a church were there with him, walking with him. You know, the world needs this. The world needs this badly. So it's important then that we are prepared because the world will ask us questions when we're living right with God the world will ask us about it they will say what is that about so we need to be prepared what kind of answer do we give when people ask us and when we reply when we respond do we we need to be those that are responding with gentleness and respect Imagine now that you walked out this building and some people said to you, oh, I saw you coming out of the building and that isn't there a church there and, um, you know, it's a bit strange you're all meeting in a school and, you know, what's all that about? You know, do you think you would know what to say to that? Have you got some kind of, like, how would you express the love of God just by something that simple? Or imagine the Holy Spirit prompts you to help someone and they're really touched by your kindness because like everyone else seems to be ignoring them and yet you, you didn't ignore them, you noticed them and you come along and you help them and do something really kind to them. They're like, why did you do that? Do you know what kind of answer that you would give? Do you think you would be prepared to be able to, to share the gospel and the love of God in that moment? Um, I know myself, like, I have found myself in numerous of situations where actually I've not done that. I've walked away and thought, oh, I'm kicking myself. Oh, God, what an opportunity. I could have told them about you. I could have said how amazing you are. And, and I didn't do that because I wasn't prepared in my heart to be able to give the gospel. Um, let's turn to Romans chapter 10. Um, I'm going to read verse 9 to 15. Romans 10, verse 9. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there is no shame, sorry, for there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? 
And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. So we had in that earlier passage in 1 Peter where believers were encouraged to live in harmony and humility, showing love and, and compassion. And believers are encouraged to be prepared to give an answer about the hope that they have and to do that gently and respectfully. Our lives will provoke questions. The way we live will provoke questions and we need to be prepared. And now in this passage in Romans, Paul is talking about how will people know Jesus unless someone tells them. So not only is this, you know, not only am I trying to like provoke you in thinking, okay, how can I share the gospel and witness by, um, by living right? But also I need to be somebody who can share the gospel by by proclamation as well. I need to be able to talk about it. I need to be able to say, well, what is the gospel? I need to be prepared to preach the gospel. When I was thinking about what to bring to you guys this morning, um, and, um, and I was thinking about bringing this to you, and I was thinking, you know, it's really hard to bring this kind of word to a community, because you kind of think, well, I don't know, like, what they're like at preaching the gospel. I don't know, like, what they're like at witnessing. I don't know if they're, like, really good at it, and I'm like, actually, they're better at it than me, and I mean, I mean, it's not about that anyway, but you know what I mean? It's like, how do you bring a message like this without it feeling like, oh, I'm, I'm like telling children how to eat sweets or whatever. But um, I just was really thinking about this, and I thought, you know what? Sometimes um, I know that I need to live my life, the gospel. I know that the way that I live my life is really important, and it demonstrates something of who Jesus is, the way I live my life, whether I'm being compassionate and kind and good and, and all those things. And I need to do all those things by the power of the Holy Spirit, because none of us can do that naturally without the Holy Spirit. And I was thinking about this, and I was thinking... Um, I need people to tell me and remind me about that. Because, like, um, sometimes I can live my life trying to do this stuff and, and I feel like I fail. I feel like I don't do it. I feel like I'm not doing it enough. And I feel like a failure sometimes. And Jesus never, ever wants us to feel like a failure Instead, he wants us to encourage one another to do this and says, you can do this. And so this story that I was telling you about, about the, the woman that, that gave her life to Jesus, I told you that story because it's a really simple story of hearing the Holy Spirit, responding to what the Holy Spirit is saying and doing it. And each and every single one of us here can respond to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you and wants to use you, wants to provoke you. Because how beautiful it is, the feet that has the good news, the feet that goes into those places and tells that person, you don't have to be alone in this. You don't have to struggle on your own in this because Jesus is with you. And so we need to be prepared. We need to, to know what it is, what, how to express the gospel message. 
Fear holds us back so much. We are afraid of all kinds of things, and there are probably any number of reasons what, that we can think of in this room that, that can stop us from sharing about who Jesus is. And maybe it's not fear. Maybe for some of us it's wisdom, because it would be inappropriate in certain settings to, to talk about Jesus. And we need to be sensitive when it's inappropriate. Or maybe there's a lack of opportunity. You know, the Holy Spirit gives us wisdom and opportunity all the time if we ask him to. And what if we do step out and we're rejected, humiliated, shouted at? What if those things do happen? And, and to be honest with you, they can happen. But what if we're not rejected? What if that person's life is changed for all of eternity? What if they say, yes, I want to receive Jesus? You know, that's the most exciting thing that happens to us. So I want to say something that's really challenging, and it's meant to challenge you. Not to condemn you, not to make you feel bad or anything like that, or not good enough, but to challenge you, to provoke you. We really not ought to say, I didn't know what to say as an excuse for not giving the gospel. We really, really ought not to say that. If we have an opportunity to share the love of Christ and to find ourselves in a situation to say, I didn't do it because I didn't know what to say. So let this be a challenge to you. Make, have a think about what do I need to do to be prepared? What do I need to, to do so that if an opportunity arises that I'll know exactly what to say and do? Or how do I draw on the Holy Spirit in this moment and say, Holy Spirit, give me wisdom in this? Because we want to do this with gentleness and respect. We don't want to ever force anything. We don't want to ever like, cajole or make people feel guilty or bad or anything like that. But with love and grace and compassion, we want people to experience Jesus, who he is, his love, his kindness. And not only do you have the spirit of God living in you, and he will give you words to say, but you also have the Bible that is full of the stories of Jesus that helps us to learn about what it is, this gospel that we are proclaiming. And you also have real life experiences of the work of God in your life. Inside of you, inside of every single one of you, you have a powerful story of the work of Jesus Christ in your life. The relationship that you have with him is a really powerful one. So we need to make it a priority in our lives to be prepared to answer the question about our faith. You are sent by God into this world. I want to um, end with this um, verse, um, actually. Um, no, I don't want to end with this verse yet. Um, you know, in the Great Commission, in Matthew 28, that Great Commission, isn't there, where Jesus goes to his disciples and he says it's a brilliant verse. I'm ending with this verse. I've got another verse I'm ending with, not this one. 
So Jesus says to his disciples, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the end of the age. I love that bit. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So the command applies to every single one of us, okay? This is Jesus' command. If you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, there is a command, there is a commission upon your life to go and make disciples, and there's nothing we can do about that. The only thing that we can do about that, if we don't want to do this, if we don't want to have that commission on our life, we don't want to tell people about Jesus, then the only way to get out of this is to say, well, I don't want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. But as soon as you said, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life, you entered into this amazing plan and purpose of God to reach the whole of the world, to, to, bring, this, to bring about the... Um, um, the word to bring about the reconciliation of God, of the Father to his people. That's what happened when we became part of God's plan and purpose to do that. The gospel message, um, the, the good news is what we have to share. So we have to be prepared. And it's all about Jesus' birth, his life, his teachings, his death, and his resurrection. And it all came about in relationship with the Father and the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm sure we can all talk about those things. Jesus, we can talk about Jesus who is God. This is this amazing gospel message. The good news of Jesus Christ is that he came into this world as a baby because he wanted us to get to know him. He wanted to show us that we can be his friend, that he is approachable. And then it's life and his teachings that we can learn from. And, and it shows us how we can live our life. Because Jesus wanted to show us that we can live this life differently in the power of the Holy Spirit. And he demonstrated that with his life and his teachings. And we can talk about his death, about how in his death that was so that all the shame and the guilt and the things that we have done, we can give it to him and he takes that with him to the grave. And it goes and he, if we give him the things that we're struggling with, he takes it from us. And that's some of the stuff that was coming out in the worship this morning. We get to experience how we can give to him and it's because of his death. And we can remember his resurrection of how it's in his resurrection that he has beaten all of death. And that when we put our faith and trust in him, there is no more crying, there is no more pain, and there is no more death. But we get to live in eternity with him. And even though we have to live this life and we have challenges and struggles and difficulties and, and things that come our way, we know that there will one day be no more crying no more pain and no more death, but an eternity with Jesus Christ. That's the good news. That's the gospel message that we have that's inside of each one of us. This is the thing that brings life and hope into people. So I just want to end with, now I want to end on this verse. Acts 13 verse 47 it says this, for this is what the Lord has commanded us. 
I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. That you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. You are light for the Gentiles. So it matters how we live our lives. It matters that we are prepared to to say what the gospel is when we get an opportunity. Because you are the light of the world. You will bring salvation to the ends of the earth. It matters. Let's be those that are prepared. Let's be those that are living in right relationship with God and in the power of the Holy Spirit so that we are ready. Our lives display something of who Jesus is. We can't do this without relying on the Holy Spirit. Let's just take just a moment just to respond in our hearts. You can just close your eyes and just have a little moment with the Holy Spirit right now between you and the Holy Spirit. Maybe ask the Holy Spirit to give you courage where you might need courage. Maybe you need courage to live the life that Jesus is calling you to. Maybe the Holy Spirit is showing you things in your life that is actually harmful to you, not helpful to you. Even now, the Holy Spirit wants to set you free from those things. Oh, he loves you so much. Maybe the Holy Spirit wants to give you courage and wisdom in this moment to step into opportunities that open up to you. Ask yourself in this moment, is there anything that you need to do so that you are prepared to share this gospel when the opportunity comes? Maybe you feel prepared and maybe you can help other people with that. Father, I just want to just thank you for your amazing gospel. I thank you, Lord God, that each and every day we can remember that and know your kindness and faithfulness. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you work in our lives to to display you more and more. And Lord God, I just pray for each and every person in this room, Lord God, that you will just encourage them, that you will bring life to them. That, Lord God, I pray, Lord God, for opportunities, Lord God, to to partner with you in this amazing adventure to see people come to know you. How exciting to see people come into your kingdom. And so, Lord God, I just pray for opportunities. I pray for courage, Lord God, for each and every person here. I pray that as people find themselves in situations where they're with people, that that you will speak to them and give them prophetic words and insights in in how you want them to help them or speak into their lives or touch them. Lord Jesus, we just pray for more of your spirit. Pour out your spirit right now. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit.
We want to be the light to the world. We want to be those people, Lord God, that, that delight you, Lord God, by our faithfulness to do what you have called us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, bless you guys. Thank you thank so you. much, Judith. Why don't we just say thank you to Judith? Round of applause. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed today's message. If you want to find out more, head to our website, findlife.co.uk, or follow us on Instagram. God bless. See you soon.